What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of You Did What? Um, curious conversations about love and sex. I am your host, Eric Fleming. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet me. Let me know your thoughts, your questions about this show during the show while you're listening to it. We're at YDW underscore podcast. Today, we're talking about pre-exposure prophylaxis. It's called PrEP or Truvada. Uh, this pill, taken once daily, is 99% effective at preventing HIV transmission. So, how is this changing the way we have sex? How is this changing the way that we're talking about sex? Join us as we break down some stigmas, some challenges, and all kinds of information about access to PrEP on this episode. Let's get into it. What's up, world? Uh, This is You Did What? Curious Conversations About Love and Sex. I am your host, Eric Fleming. You can follow me on Twitter, YDW underscore, underscore, what is an underscore? Underscore podcast, YDW underscore podcast. Um, Yeah, so today we're talking about one of the most controversial things uh, on the landscape right now, pre-exposure prophylaxis, also known as PrEP or Truvada. Um, a lot of conversations have been making PrEP a specifically gay thing. So I kind of wanted to look at it a bit more closely, deconstruct that. And why are we talking about it as only a gay thing? Because it kind of keeps everybody from getting HIV. <laughs> so it kind of should be framed in a way that everybody knows about. Uh, so right now I'm going to have my lovely, lovely panel introduce themselves. Um, I'm going to start with you, Miss Lady, name, orientation, and I'm going to throw you a freestyle question once you do that. Okay. So my name is Kim mm-hmm. and I'm straight. Kim and is I'm, straight. I'm, yeah. I didn't know you're straight. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> oh, All right. We're going to do uh, Mary fuck, kill right now. Um, Mary fuck, kill. Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush. Uh, what? <laughs> I feel like that one's easy. Okay. So I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. I would definitely marry. Definitely. Jeb Bush. Oh. Because you want to be bored for the rest of your life. <laughs> Listen, I'm interesting enough for the both of us. Ooh, we're around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I whatever. I lived in Florida. So he was a fine enough governor, even though he was for the wrong party, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I think that Donald Trump looks like he might be pretty good in bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> Based on what? What I part of know. his anatomy? Or- yeah. Wow. I'm just wow. saying, like, look at all the women he gets, right? Like, he's probably <laughs> all right. That's, like, Marco might, Rubio doesn't look he like he can might, put it down. He can take it. Donald Trump probably will go down on you for, like, hours. Yeah, right. Exactly. He has That's to, what right? I'm saying. So, well, or us. talk to your vagina. But whatever. He's an asshole. So let's kill Donald Trump. And I guess I would fuck Marco Rubio. I'm not mad. Oh my that God. <laughs> Don't judge me. No, I'm just saying we're like almost spot on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I have to yeah. think about that, but fuck. All right, uh, we're going to transition to you get sir name, orientation, and I'm going to give you a Mary Fuck Kill. Hi, I'm JP, and my orientation is gay. All right, Mary Fuck Kill, Oprah, Gail, and Ayanla Van Zandt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I'd marry Oprah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I would totally just, yeah. Uh, Gail looks like she's going to throw down, but do I want to 
Gail, I feel like Gail would like do some disgusting things. That's kind of what I would go yeah. for, though. Exactly. Yeah. I think Ayanna would like Ayanna make you regret it. Ayanna's from Brooklyn. Like she well, looks like. Wait, I don't know who that is. You don't know Ayanna? Ayanna fix my life. No. Ayanna. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do oh. some like o, o magazines like searching <laughs> when we finish okay. rapping today. Oh my. Okay. Um. God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. I wanted the ones that Kim had. Um. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I would fuck Gail because she'd probably be a good a good freak to fuck with and I guess kill Ayanna. I guess. Yeah. That's my final answer. Thank you. You gonna kill Ayanna? I I don't know. I just. I wanted the men. I wanted to talk about the men. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's go ahead and just Jesus. Make me assimilate to All right. Um this is sorry, your name, orientation. And uh I'll give you a Mary Fuck Hill. Uh my name is Stefan. Uh I'm look gay. At that, look at that baritone. Oh. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, um this one wow. Um this is really weird. My subconscious is crazy right now. Oh my. Uh Mary Fuck Kill, Big Bird, Elmo, and Snuffleupagus. Do you want this Ooh. one, JP? <laughs> <laughs> you already know what I would do with Snuffleupagus. Ooh. Okay. Somebody's um. a bottom. <laughs> 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 Don't get mad. No, I was also thinking it'd be anyway. Right. Wait, Snuffleupagus is the one with the like the snout. The yeah. trunk, yeah. yeah. The trunk. The trunk. Yeah, that'd be a good penis sleeve. It would. I think. Mm. I think so. Um, right. I thought well, that's a, so. I, maybe I'm versed. Okay. First <laughs> <Worst> bottom. <laughs> this is my question. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> well, I I definitely kill Elmo because I could not listen to that voice ever but wait i have to i have to co-sign for elmo right now though have you listened to anything on plaza sesamo which is the spanish version of sesamo elmo goes hard on plaza sesamo yes they elmo gets down so need to watch that like you like they go plaza sesamo has a great soundtrack do you like raps no it's just like you know like elmo goes hard he, so, it, uh. he is diversified, guys. <laughs> All right. So anyway, kill uh, Elmo. Kill Elmo, uh, uh, marry Big Bird, and and kill... And you would fuck Snuffleupagus. And yeah, I guess I would fuck Snuffleupagus. Okay. For different reasons. Okay, well... I'm not mad at that, actually. <laughs> we can all have our reasons, I guess. Well, I, guess <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we got creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that one. I don't know where that came from. Um, all right, guys. So we're talking about prep. We're talking about protecting your parts and all that jazz. Um, so I'm really curious um, for, so you two gentlemen are both on prep, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So what made you make the decision uh, to get started with prep? Well, I was dating. Yeah, JP, go ahead. Um, at the time I was dating, when I started, I was dating someone who is undetectable. Mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, so for people who don't know what undetectable is. So he he has HIV, but because of the medications he's on, the cocktail medicine that he's on, his viral load is uh, zero, basically. Um, so it's not uh, it's not visible. It's a really really low risk of transmission, and um, yeah, so he was undetectable. Um, so there are undetectable amounts of the virus in your body when people are tested for it. Correct. Correct. Um, and I was talking to my therapist about it and happened to get introduced to the topic of prep and then became a prep whore myself. 
What do, what does being a prep whore mean for you? What is um well I think it's part of I'll you know I'll talk more about it in detail, but I think that it's part of the re- revolution, I guess, of of being okay with sexuality and how um people are approaching it. Um and approaching condomless sex right now. Um kind of taking back the pride and the slut, you know, rather than the shame in what we are doing. Bert, Stefan, what about you? What made you get started with prep? Um, I don't know if I have like a real clear answer. I uh, I think I just I think I've just had one too many like close calls, close calls, or just yeah. you know just like not wanting to live with that fear and not wanting to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I you know I just like choosing to be as safe as possible mm-hmm. just seemed like a good idea. Oh, you seem like you want to jump in, Kim. What oh, I don't you? really have anything to jump in with. I'm just curious because uh-huh. <clears throat> I just came from a Bible Belt state. Okay. And the conversation that you can have with your physician about getting on prep is a difficult is a is a difficult one. So I'm just curious. Like, how did that conversation start for you? Did you just go to your doctor and say, hey. So wait, before I, we go to him answering that question, you mentioned that it can be a difficult conversation to have with your mm-hmm. Why don't you say a little bit more about that? What do you mean? Mm, just, as I said, in a Bible Belt state mm-hmm. where um, sort of the slut shaming that JP talks about a lot. Is something that is real. It is institutionalized. It is a part of your life there. So when you go to the doctor and they're asking you about your history, being able to be upfront and honest about it and say, hey, listen, I am a sexual, an active being. I have multiple partners and I want to protect myself um, is usually met with you need Jesus or <laughs> something else. Here's some information Jesus for you. Like, let's <laughs> talk about the risks. But unless you've had a recent exposure, um, you're most likely not going to be able to convince someone to even start that conversation with you. Hmm. Or even know about the conversation. I feel like I've had, I heard physicians who haven't even known themselves what yeah. prep is, mm-hmm. which is we're definitely really lucky to be in New York City and have mm-hmm. places where there are gay doctors. Well, I, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say gay doctors, but I, I would say like most of the people that where? I know that are on prep or who are using prep are gay or who have uh, some kind of association with like a gay health center or what have you. And like gay men, gay men and women seem to be leading the forefront in terms of making sure people know about this, making sure people are prepared, and having a space be safe for you to have a conversation about like, hey. I fuck a lot. <laughs> what can I do? How can all right, JP? <laughs> so let's let's nodded. just be real about it, guys. Yeah, we all how <laughs> is how is prep changing the way that we have sex? How is prep changing the way people have sex? Woo! Look at that pause. <laughs> well, personally, it hasn't changed much for me at all. I mean, I I still do some of the stupid stuff I was doing before, and I still, I mean, I. I try to use a condom when I as much as possible. I mean, it takes a, a, the stigma away from it a bit um, and fear away from it. But uh, uh, sexually, I mean, you're saying prep takes the stigma away from not using condoms a bit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have I'm nothing to expand <laughs> on that way. I just say yes. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I haven't changed too much. Just mm-hmm. like, I guess, been a little more open, a little more. What free. are you noticing from uh, like your sex partners in terms of people's? Um, when people find out that you're on prep, what do you notice in terms of their reaction or their response? And from there, the type of sex that they want to have with you. Does that make sense? I mean, it certainly opens up a dialogue about not using a condom Mm -hmm. um, or being a little more freer. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think people still go into, at least with me, people go into sex with an expectation that um, you're... Uh, you're going to be careful. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what, what about for you, JP? <laughs> how, how has this changed the way people engage with you when they want to have sex? Or how has it changed the way you have sex? Well, I think it's that's a great question, how it's changed how I have sex. I think I go into it thinking a little more freely and not so um, fearful of, mm-hmm. of, you know, HIV, really. Everything else is up for grabs, basically, when you're doing condomless sex. Um, but that's an easier discussion when you're when you're. Um, Everything else is up for grabs. It's, you know, it's still, it's, it's still, uh, it's still, there's still risks involved. And, and that's do you not care about culture. those risks as much? Um, I care to have a dialogue about them rather than kind of being like, oh, I don't want to have condomless sex. No, I do. And I think there's people that do want to have condomless sex. And so why not have the discussion about how to have responsible condomless sex, which is being on prep, which is having the conversations about our sexuality and our, and our sexual health and, um, and, and getting to find the physicians that are going to care for us in our practices. Um, you know, there's so many physicians out there and there's so many things that are shameful and it's hard to, to, to come to these conclusions of like, ah, this is what I want to do and, and then be supported by it. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's really important to have the discussion with your physicians. It's important to have these discussions with your friends, with your people that you're having sex with, I guess is where I'm going with that. So, um, Ms. Kim, you, we've talked about this before you have a lot of gay friends <laughs> yes I do. so you know a lot of who was yeah so what, what, are, what are you noticing oh, from uh just being a queen mother of the gays <laughs> and, <laughs> how are how is this changing the way that your friends are having sex or the way that things well, that you're saying you know i i have been friends with jp for a very long time mm-hmm. and he's quite the open-minded man um but in addition to <laughs> jp don't look at me like that in addition to <laughs> I, <laughs> I was um but in addition to that <laughs> you know my other friends you know they're out on the apps that we're in the bars and that kind of thing but i see them being way more active mm-hmm. and aggressive i know a married oh. couple who once the partner went on prep opened up their relationship and so instead of just like sneaking around, you know, they're like, oh, okay, I'm going out. Like it, so I have seen my friends who are on prep really release 
a worry and a boundary that allows them to be more free and just explore the partners that they meet, explore the people. Like it just allows them the freedom to be with other people. That's what I see. I see them like out in these streets. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I mean, admittedly, like I, this is what the first time in like 30 plus years that people that, uh, okay, let me, let me backtrack here because I, I, we're, Whenever I talk about this, I notice myself and I catch myself framing it in uh, within the context of like gay sex and gay relationships. Um, so actually, fuck it. I, I will keep going in that direction. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in like 30 plus years that gay people have been able to have sex without that fear, that crippling fear of if I do something, I'm, I could die or like whatever, or like I could catch this this disease that, or this disinfection that is hard to manage or whatever. Like it's the first time in 30 plus years that people are able to have that kind of freedom. So it was... Mm. I support people being sexually liberated in the sense of I'm going to do what I, I can do what I want with my body. I can have sex how I want to have sex. If that is bareback, then all right, cool. Do, do you. Um, if you're aware of risks and you're uh, acting, I don't know, what, what you deem as responsible, okay, cool. I can only take care of my, my genitals and my parts, and so I will do so. But I don't think there's anything wrong with people wanting to have sex in a way that they want to have sex but i feel like a part of this conversation is or that's happening that's coming up is there's a lot of judgment being placed on to how people want to have sex you know i don't see a lot of judgment i mean listen i'm like i'm on the periphery Mm -hmm. but i really don't talk about the bible belt (laughs) right right. but i don't you know but i don't see especially here in new york and most of my gay friends are here in the city um i don't see a lot of judgment in that i mean judgment in the sense of people there there's this huge i think and correct me if i'm wrong but i hear a lot of people saying like oh you're on prep just because you want to bear back you know what i mean so like that that inherently is a judgment on a that it's there's something wrong with you having sex without a condom b that there's something wrong with you having the desire to have sex without Mm. a condom so like there's judgment placed on what you're doing even what you're thinking what you're feeling you know what's interesting because like I mean, all of my girlfriends who are on birth control yeah. don't right. use a condom. Straight people, exactly. and there's no right. judgment there. That's what I was going mean, to say. Well, there like, has been judgment there. Straight don't act. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, that's the first thing. Like, oh, I'm not going to get it. pregnant. So, like, that's the first thing a dude's going to ask you. You want to? And see, like, that's I think yeah. about that a lot because, like, if you compare the two, like the two groups, why all of a sudden is it a problem when gays are doing the same right. thing that y'all are doing? You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, oh, I mean, oh yeah. Well, birth control. When birth control happened. All of that was a thing, so yeah, it's not surprising that this would have a resurgence, maybe. But like, also, I mean, why not demonize the gays for <laughs> something? Yeah. But who's, you know, and like I said again, on the periphery. But like, who's doing the demonization? I think it's yeah. in-group demonization. I, I mean, in-group and out-group. But I, I had experience with the more of the in-group, I guess, uh-huh. discussions where like you're on like you know the apps, grinder, whatever. Where else am I on? Scruff. Anyway, Scruff, yeah. All of those apps where there's discussions about, oh, you know, you're barebacking just, or you're, you're on prep just to bareback. Okay. I mean, that's that's my choice. It's my body, my yeah. choice. It, it's, the, it's, again, a part of the shaming part. Just because you still have some stigma or fear or insecurity around it, don't do it. Don't do it. Right. But why, why is it, a, you know, a bad choice for me? It's a. I make it a good choice. I make it's. 
I have a great time on it. So don't, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, go do your thing with a condom. Congratulations. Great. You know, and I'm going to, you know, take care of my body myself and, and hopefully have more of a discussion with my partners and have that responsibility of, of caring for the people that I'm having sexual relationships with. Can we talk a little bit about those discussions? I'm curious as to uh, how conversations have shifted with sexual partners since you being on prep when like, I want to protect you. I want to protect myself. What kind of conversations are you having now? Girl. Kim. <laughs> the shade. Being yeah, that. It's not uh-huh. shade. I want to hear your response to this question. I'm calling you out right there. Um, you know, it is, it's a discussion that, I mean, well, on my, on my profile. Yeah, you listed your own prep. I think, and, and you know, my, my name is breeding rainbow so if you can't <laughs> if you can't figure that one out which there's I love a lot how you of just people shout out yourself out so you get more hits yes please send You're me dick please, yeah, right? please send me all the dick you want no condoms necessary no um i'm ready for the lines that people talk about you know get in line to have sex with me i don't get that on on the apps but anyway back to the conversation um the conversation is yeah what kind of conversations was, are you having with people so is it, it well first you, of all what you like let them know open. you're on prep then i'm, is I'm it, on prep um i don't ask, have condom sex typically um ah. and when so when did that did that start that after started prep? pretty closely well no uh, sorry oh, oh. wait i'm not putting your face on the seat close to the mic closer no, to the mic oh sorry uh, apparently no Kim. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I had condomless sex before prep. Um, it's just now I'm having uh, freer condomless sex. Yeah. So what, okay, you tell people you're on prep, and you tell them that you're a proponent of not using condoms. Then what? Are people thrown off? Are people like, hell yeah. What What are you noticing? I get a lot of various reactions from it, you know, that um, people who are like, oh, that's ridiculous why would you do that do you know all the other things that you can get yes i do know um and, and they then, still come over and try to get it uh sometimes sometimes you can be like okay well you're just putting up the the uh the facade of being nervous or cautious and then you're gonna you're gonna take the dick anyway so and um then i have you know then the conversations are with you know people that are undetectable or mm-hmm. or don't know their statuses but that's fewer and far between and then the people who are, are on prep who kind of want to go the route as well so uh to stefan and jp you gentlemen are both on it how do you feel about um the idea that it's irres- you're being irresponsible by having bareback sex what would you say to counteract that idea i think it's not completely untrue but like we were talking about earlier like it's your own body and it's irresponsible to i mean there's uh, depends on what you mean by irresponsible but like there's a possibility of contracting anything Mm -hmm. from having sex with anyone at any time even with a condom sometime (laughs) like it's yeah yeah so like you're always putting yourself at risk if you're going to be having sex and you know if you're going to be having sex with strangers or you know using the apps whatever um i I don't know i why not why not i feel like i feel like it's the complete opposite being on prep is making the most responsible choice of an irresponsible Mm -hmm. situation 
Yeah, you're not getting a prescription for vitamin pills. You have to go in every three months for a test, you know, okay. and then every six months for a, for a comprehensive test. I think that it's being a lot more responsible than mm-hmm. than what you, than, than what we're being deemed as um, mm-hmm. negative horrors. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a really responsible thing. Like, I feel like it is a level of self awareness. It's a level of recognition of your level of sexual drive. Like, I feel like. You know, I don't know the kind of shame, but like, I don't, I mean, to me as again, on the periphery, like, I really feel like it's a responsible thing. It's like, I am this person, this is what I do, and I'm going to protect myself moving forward. It just seems like a responsible thing to me. Mm-hmm. So I just want to address um, one criticism really quickly. Uh, people are saying, or there's a, a lot of coverage out there about the rise in other STIs um, since there's been an abundance of people getting on prep. So there's a couple, I want to run a couple of stats by you and just get some reactions or just thoughts from you. Um, so the CDC reports that syphilis transmissions rose 15% amongst men that have sex with men in 2014. And men account for 90% of the increase out of that percentile. 80, or what are you saying, Eric? Out of this, out of this increase, 83% are men who have sex with men. Um, 2014 had the highest number of chlamydia cases reported ever <laughs> in, S- in the CDC. Um, in San Fran, after six months, there was a 30% instance of STIs, and after a year, that rose to 50%. All right, so people are saying, and there's this criticism that folks on PrEP are just catching other STIs left and right. And there, uh, these stats would indicate that, yes, there are STIs that are kind of being tossed around mm-hmm. a bit more, but... Do you think that we can attribute that solely to prep? Yep, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not kidding. You're not. Well, no, but I, I don't. I I would say no, but I think prep is a part of like a wave of sexual freedom that is probably to, contributing to this. Mm-hmm. So tangentially, yeah, is that a word? Tangentially. Yeah, and I, I think, <laughs> yeah, JP. Just adding on is like, um, my my statistics mind is like, well, what other you know variables are in there? Like right. Who mm-hmm. and what? And um, it's always blaming you know it's one target. I think it's it's like situations always have a target when it's actually multiple variables playing in, and, and um. I, I also think that, yeah, probably, yes, there is a rise in in these things due to men who have sex with men who are on prep. So I agree, and I also question the statistic. <laughs> I think that's fair, and I think anecdotally, anecdotally, I know lots more people who have contracted things lately, both men and women, straight I and gay. I love how everything you say has like a hint of shade behind it. No, it's no shade. <laughs> like, no why are you so nice about it? Like, oh, like, <laughs> no shade, no judgment, but no, really. All and tea, I don't, all shade. <laughs> oh, no judgment. I know I take people as they are and I love mm. human beings. Mm-hmm. But no, I definitely think I know way more people in the last two to three years who have gotten something. Mm-hmm. Um, whoops. But, right, whoops. That are on prep. <laughs> Not necessarily go. on prep, just in general. But everyone I know who's on prep has uh-huh. had something. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but, and, but that's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's me. Of course, there's cures. There are cures and things. If you catch it, 
it's fine. So, you know, again, no judgments there. But I think that we're just in general in this country enjoying a moment of sexual freedom and exploration um, and liberation that people are just enjoying right now. So in addition to prep, I'm sure that that plays a part in it as well. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. There are drugs out there. Just going off of um, what you said about enjoying right now, I want to read you all this uh, quote from the Washington Post and uh, get your take on what do you see shifting in dating culture. Uh, so it says the treatment here, they're talking about in San Francisco, the treatment has been transformative here, not just in medical terms, but in how it has changed the nature of dating, love, and relationships between those who are positive and those who aren't. Uh, so what do you think? What's your perspective? Uh, what do you see changing in how we date or how we allow dating partners despite status? I mean, it's definitely given me uh, the you know the 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 release of that like free that fear um, of contracting the infection, um, and releasing that fear has let me kind of go back to relating to the human being that I'm dating. Hmm. Not that I date much right now, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> All but, right. <laughs> but well, you just advertised your I rainbow mean, and it's breeding, so... Breeding rainbow? Not a dating rainbow. Right. Not, not dating rainbow. Fuck that. <laughs> it is not a dating rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Open to possibilities, everyone. Um, <laughs> as long as there's some breeding at it. Amen. <laughs> not no. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Work through your thought. We, I'm here with you. Um, sorry, I totally lost the question because you were thinking about. Being I was breeding. thinking about breeding. We talking about so we all were. Uh, God the- damn it! Those <laughs> yes, fucking we loads always get me off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was asking you, what do you notice that is shifting oh, in shifting, terms of shifting dating with, culture, uh, dating, despite um, status? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Well, I think that it's shifted my my perspective on myself. So really awesome. realizing that my identity of being um, interested in more open relationships, more relationships that are using condomless sex, and therefore I've kind of honored that part of me and then been able to be like, surround myself with people who are like-minded rather than some conservative folks who are a waste of time and not very good ladies. They're, I wouldn't say they're a waste of time. Well, I mean, well, yeah. Well, depends on which one you're talking about, Kevin. <laughs> we can talk about that after. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like, what I, I guess what I'm hearing from you is like being on prep is giving you license to explore different types of relationship situations. Whereas, I don't, I don't want to say like before you were only thinking about monogamy, but this is giving you like license to be like, oh, it's okay to be poly. It's okay to be open. It's yeah, okay to do these things. Yeah, I think that it's also, yeah, and, and just really given me the freedom to not be fear-based about all of the possibilities of being a gay man in the world. Yeah, just focusing on your being rainbow like, being greeted. Yeah. Right. But I will uh, say, so I'm quite a bit older than JP. Um, oh, we'll a little bit. But like... <laughs> His Speaking. level of um, fear surrounding the virus uh-huh. is much less than people who are my age and maybe like Definitely. five, ten years older. Uh-huh. So we, you know, grew, especially if you grew up in the tri-state area in mm-hmm. the 80s with the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My gay male friends who are around my age have a lot more fear surrounding it. 
Sorry. So they have a lot more fear surrounding the whole situation. So, you know, this gives them license. But I've known JP to date people and do things that, you know, someone my age would be like, uh, <laughs> is mm. that, you know, is that okay? Maybe, maybe, once you think through it, maybe, yes, it is. But I, I do know that, yes, this has opened some doors for you. But just, I would say, generally speaking... You had a lot less fear. That's a really interesting uh, point. Going yeah. going into it, so it was a smaller leap for you. Yeah, absolutely. To open I your mean, mind to it. Yeah. It sounds like you're you're also highlighting um, that there's a lot of shell shock almost for people. Yeah. Who I don't know saw their friends dying and. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's a great great point um, to bring up, and also. Never mind. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Formulated. Stephanie, uh, let's just talk about this. Uh, what, what do you think? What's shifted for you? Or what are you noticing shifting in terms of uh, dating possibilities? In terms of dating. Um, are you also not getting dated? <laughs> oh, well, yep. Nope. It's an ad for Stefan. Uh, <laughs> anyone wants to date me right here. Um, dating, not breeding. Breeding, not dating. You can do that too. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. All right, breeding. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so much semen talk. <laughs> what do you think we were going to talk about? Um, uh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, I, I'm a pretty traditional country boy. Um, country but, boy? you know, but Michigan. Oh, uh, we talked about this. Okay. Mm, yeah, I grew up on a farm, so this is a big, uh, this is a big stretch. You're from Wisconsin, right? Oh, uh, what? Yeah. There's a lot of seeding then. Lake Buddies. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. What happened yes. to your traditional? <laughs> so, uh, so you hate people with HIV? Yeah, I have so I have so much hatred. <laughs> um, no, I, I think like um, not that it's been opening doors for me like in the way that maybe it has for JP. Um, I still am looking for like you know a one partner situation, but like. Uh, that partner maybe is someone that I may not have thought about before. Or, um, you know, I always thought, I always said to myself that I would be okay dating someone with HIV, but I didn't, I, I never had that happen. So yeah. I don't know if I ever would have actually been okay with that, which is like tough to say and tough to realize actually, because you never want to say that about yourself. But, um, but now you totally feel, but now I feel like maybe now I, there's no fear there. Like I would not, I would not second guess that. And like, like you said, like like JP said, like you start to look at someone, you just you start to look at the people around you in a way where you're looking at actually at them instead of hmm. maybe at a category. Are you at this point also a proponent for condomless sex? Um, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do it. Yeah, it's fine. Like whatever. I know. do it, but I don't do it all the time. And I, like, I, I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm always super cognizant of what the other person wants. Obviously, I'm sure you are too. But, um, but, uh, yeah, but uh, I, just I would never say stress the faces the that JP is making right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a star. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I need to like do a Periscope show or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna catch the faces Kim yeah, is making the, at JP. I know <laughs> it's. <laughs> the shade of it all. I don't know it's you people, so but I'm like getting yeah, it. Yeah, right? I'm really getting it. Okay, anyway, so you bear back now. And what yeah, occasionally. Okay, like, <laughs> not all the time. Not all the time, <laughs> but yes. I, I do. I am open to the possibility. And 
hell yeah, it's great. So like, you know, and I mean, I have to. I just want to check myself also, but like, let listeners know that I'm totally fucking around. But I'm not trying to shame you for that. And I think there's no. also there's often a lot of shame that we put on each other for in wanting to enjoy sex in a way that we want to enjoy it. So I just want to nip that in the butt. Um, better like I want to read uh, an, an article here um, about women, women folks, and uh, get your your take, Miss mm-hmm. Kim. Um, it's going to take a quick pause here. We're going to segue to some music, and then we're going to come back so I can grab my laptop and pull up this article. So. Bah, 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 bah. All right, and we're back. Um, so, uh, found an article here called "Making Prep Possible for Women." Um, something that I really wanted to talk about here, and I'm so glad that I have Miss Kim on uh, because she and I both share some really strong perspectives on this issue. But we never really bring the conversation to talk about accessibility for women, even more specifically women of color, when it comes to this. Even though women of color are the number one group that are affected by HIV transmissions. Uh, so I just want to read a little bit of this article here. It's posted in a Huff Post, and um, just have uh, some reactions to it. And Miss Kim, hopefully you can just like drop some knowledge on me or drop some of your perspective. Okay. Um, so I'm jumping in like midway through the article here. Uh, Prep implementation efforts have focused primarily on reaching gay and bi men because they account for the majority of new infections in the U.S. But when we look at the facts about the HIV epidemic in the 21st century. We see the vital importance of welcoming women, including transgender women, under the PrEP tent. And they list some stats here. 20% of new HIV infections each year in the U.S. are in women. More than 60% of new HIV infections in the U.S. women are in black women. Uh, 468,000 U.S. women could benefit from PrEP, similar to the number of eligible gay men. Yet, women do not know about PrEP. Focus groups with women living in high HIV incidence areas reveal few had ever heard of it and none were offered PrEP. Many women expressed outrage at the lack of information about PrEP in their communities. An Atlanta woman described, I feel like HIV is killing a lot of black people and they don't mind it happening. They're not going to tell us stuff that there are other things to prevent it. They're just not telling us about it. Uh, Do I need to read this paragraph here? Sure. These focus groups demonstrate a few important things. One, PrEP has not reached women most vulnerable to HIV. Two, women want to learn about PrEP. Three, when women know about PrEP, they want it. Four, women want PrEP for themselves, their daughters, their sisters, their friends. So let's let's talk about access, though. You know, you and I had a really interesting conversation, and you mentioned, of course, like shame was a part of that. Yeah, and absolutely. Feeling even ashamed to have the conversation with your doctor. Yeah, I mean, I think that, sh- well, shame is definitely a part of the access process. You the doctors don't want to doctors don't really want to even talk to men about it from my from what i've heard have you had doctors talk to you about it never wow really never had a doctor talk to me about it i asked my circle of friends about it so i'm a member of this group and there are about 500 of us women of color all different races hey we're talking about prep what do you know about it? Do you know anybody who takes it? Have you had a conversation with your doctor about it? Uh-huh. And, and no one knew. No one knew. Wow. One person knew about it, and they worked for AIDS Volunteers of America. Holy shit! Why, no right. one had a clue. What? Uh, 
broken wow. heart. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm dumbfounded because um, like I feel like doctors. I feel I feel like anyone with this information has an obligation to mm. educate folks around them. But especially this is someone who is in my care who is sexually active. Why would you not want to know about this? I, I don't. I don't know. I just don't understand that. <laughs> I had a conversation yeah. with. Um, my roommate, who is dating a woman who works in healthcare, she says that uh, she thinks the reason that gays are targeted more than straights is because gays are the ones who actually pay for it, or it, it makes more financial sense for the companies or the people who are backing Truvada to target the gays. Because um, like straights won't buy it, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's true, but I think it I might be a gays, little bit true. Gays, gays do be buying shit. Um, so <laughs> gays do be buying shit. Gays, right, so unless they've made the, deci- the decision, yeah, don't like, necessarily have paying chi- for it. children. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing. I mean, there's a whole public health initiative here in the city mm-hmm. about prep, about Truvada, and ways for people to get in the door and get access. But you know, there's not that same push for women. You know, we don't have that same kind of thing, and it is not inexpensive. Right. It, so so there's definitely that like there's you know what are you going to pay for it? you got to pay for your birth control you got to there are a lot of things that you mm. are paying for and then on top of that i mean if we just really talk about what prep is and well, how you, you have to manage it yourself right like if you're already on birth control it is a sorry hands if you're already on birth control it is you putting hormones into your body every single day at the mm-hmm. very same time um for years and years and years on end and if you're talking about adding something like chuvada you're doing the same yeah. exact thing you're going to take it every single day at the very same time. And you're going to take it for years and years and years and years on end. And you're going to have to go to the doctor and say, hey, I don't want to get pregnant. Hey, I don't want to get HIV. And I can decide that I continue wanna ha- to have sex with all these different people. Like, I'm going to do this. It's expensive. There are the doctor visits. So the logistics of it all, the idea of putting all these chemicals in your bed, that's one of the reasons why I'm not on it. Is because the idea of putting all of those chemicals in my body on a daily basis, I just don't have that much sex in order to make that make sense. But I know that there are girls out here in the street that are do. I mean, and I don't mean to call them street girls, but like I know that there are girls out here who that would be a benefit for. So and let me they ask just you this: don't have like, the info. When you talked about your your group of friends who uh, you talked about prep with, and none of them were on it. None of them. So after finding out. Did these women then have conversations with their doctors? And like, what did you notice was the response from doctors? Well, every time I bring it up, the next time I talk to the person, they have done a ton of research. Uh-huh. And I would say that most people will come to the conclusion that they don't have enough sex for it to make enough sense. But like, why don't I know about this? Like, why is this not out here? Like, why don't I know? Why don't I have access? Why hasn't anyone said anything to me about about this like there are people who are out here who are dying who are you know getting the virus and don't know you know and so why like why don't i know why i want to open this up to to everybody in the the crew why do you think we are or or coverage is making this a gay drug a gay thing the patriarchy (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I was kidding. Yeah, Stephanie, what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, you said something about money earlier, and that's that's important. Um, the, I, I don't know. I, I mean, statistically, aren't more gay men 
uh, getting HIV than than maybe straight women in this country, at least. From what I found, it's uh, I don't know. No. I like really don't know. The highest number no of uh, con- new contractions has been black women in yeah. in the US. In, in the US. Yeah. Jesus. Right, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I like I have no idea. Maybe yeah. because it's a, maybe because it's fashionable. I don't know. Like it's uh, Well, there's definitely that. Yeah, I know it's I mean, being in New York City, we just it's Yeah, just, it's totally it's cool just, to be on it. Yes. And and it's it's visible here in the city. I mean, you can't ride a subway train yeah. without seeing some form of a couple in their prep plus condom or. I don't know. I guess my question or something that's coming up for me is are straights having the same kind of conversations about HIV that gays are? Because I feel like Doubt it. with gays and gay sex, like so. it's, it's always, it's so entrenched in our consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. At bars, there's condoms everywhere. There's lube everywhere. So it's always kind of like that extra person in the crew. Like, hey, you should be talking about your status or make sure that someone so knows your status. Make sure you have condoms. Like, are straights uh, no. thinking about it in the same way or having the same kind of conversation? So maybe on some level, they feel like it doesn't need to be a No, I think thing? it goes back to what I was mentioning about the power dynamic between dating between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And so men, they're like, it's like they're out here on the prowl. They're like, they're out there on the prowl. And if you're a girl, like you're just, if you're a girl who wants to um, just get fucked. Like if you're a girl who just like wants to have sex and you're like out there in the club or yeah. wherever it is in order to get that, get then you're just like getting it. Right. And if you're somebody who doesn't get chose all that often, then you are going to. <laughs> I fucking love the guy. your language right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get chose tonight. Right. Exactly. Oh, like, you know, right. I like, I just need. It's been a minute. So, that was you know, whoever's going like, to buy I'm me. I'm trying to get chose. Prep. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, seriously. So, the, so then you, there's not a lot of. Um, so that's discernment. That's all kinds of stigma that women have about like yeah. how they appear. Am I promiscuous? Blah, Am blah, blah, I, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. All of that. That slut shaming. Well, all of those. Yeah, the things. shame thing you were talking about earlier too. Yeah. That's a huge big. That's a huge deal. I think like the, with we talked about shame inside the gay culture, but I think like uh, over the past thirty years, forty years, uh, gays have been trying to like break out of this shame culture from outside, mm-hmm. and so now we've embraced this like this lack of shame or we're trying to um but that still exists in in like a oh, i'm doing it too <laughs> um now uh and that's just not true the 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 shame the the bible about the 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 traditional christian values that permeate our country are still forcing women to like not be able to talk about sex at all i mean and i i definitely think that you know, it's one of those like slutty things. Like, oh, it used to be like, oh, you're on the pill, you must be having a ton of sex. Like, and I feel like now mm-hmm. it would yeah. be the same kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, well, I'm on this drug. You know, if if you're somebody who's in the middle to the bottom of the attractiveness scale, I don't even want to say attractiveness scale, but like in terms of being chosen, <laughs> then you're giving <laughs> up a Right, right. You're giving up a lot it. in order to have that sex. So a man is going to tell Wait, you you're, gonna, you're taking you're, more risks. What are you you're gonna take about? a lot of, you're gonna take a lot of risks. So if you're a girl, oh, let's so just if you're busted, just you're gonna be yeah, let, okay, let's talk about it. Right. Let's let's we'll just be frank. It, right. Okay. Like if you're a girl and you're a three or a four and uh-huh. you want it. You're gonna do anal immediately. 
You're, or whatever you're gonna do, you're gonna do you're gonna do whatever the guy asks you right he buys you a drink and yeah. he says hey you want to get in the back of my car you want to okay. come to my place you're like okay girl I'm like, okay yeah uh-huh, absolutely and you say hey baby do you have a condom and he's like no i don't wear those and you're like all right and then you're like all right fine and then that's yeah. how it happens. Yeah. You're like, all right. Or you're like with somebody and it's that's not a busted girl thing though. That's I feel like that's an intoxication thing. But or uh, just uh, I mean, sometimes I have sex uh-huh. thing. Sometimes it is. And oh. but that's the thing though, is like we're not having those conversations. So mm. what's your status? Right? There's a whole mm. I feel like there's a whole c- culture among my gay friends where they have regular doctors visits. They're always yeah. getting Thanks, tested. They can like pull their paper out their back pocket at the bar and be like, "Listen, <laughs> Whoa. I don't want to say." You got friends that are like holding their HIV tests in their back pockets like That's that. a lot. That's that's <laughs> not me. Much. I swear it's not me. <laughs> it's not you, JP. No, I need you to but not do that but still like, <laughs> like at least take a picture of it like and like, and it and that's and like a, a test of the date and, a, and, a, and again bullshit. a little bit older so saw tv where people were dying right and left like listen and i hate the term clean because it apply, mm-hmm. implies that somebody who has an infection is dirty like that is not whatever right. but like listen i've been tested and this is my status Yikes. And so, but straights are not having that same kind of conversation. It's like, are we going to do this or are we going to not? straight. God, you fucking basic breeders. Mm-hmm. I don't All right. Have, so, how many children don't call me a breeder? Um, no. I feel like we, um, <laughs> we got into the conversation without actually talking about um, why prep is or how prep is effective. And so, I, I don't know. I guess, can we, say, can we even say the percentage anymore? So, it, when taken daily, as you should, as as um, as you should, <laughs> as instructed, um, prep is ninety nine to one hundred percent effective at preventing HIV transmission. Um, but there has been one individual who actually converted to he serial converted to being HIV positive while being on daily prep for two years. Um, ha- you have you all heard about this? Mm-hmm. I haven't. I need to read that you article. haven't heard it? No, I haven't read the article. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. he so he had he gave an interview with Paz Magazine about um, his process, and uh, he of course there's been all this uh, attention to this guy. People were trying to throw out the claim that he wasn't taking the pill as he should. Blah 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 blah. He wasn't being responsible, um, and he is very candid in his interview. He says, I was taking it as I should. I just didn't have sex with people who were as being as careful as I was. He apparently had sex with a guy who had like a super strain, a quote unquote super strain of HIV that Truvada did not work for. And he ended up becoming paused, but he got on a cocktail right away and now he's undetectable. Um, so I don't know, I guess, so Stefan, you, you, you've heard about this. So mm-hmm. what, what, what was your... As someone who was on prep, did this freak you the fuck out? Were you nervous about it? Did you kind of expect it? Like, what was your initial reaction? Well, I think you told me about it, and I uh, immediately looked up the article in fear and trembling. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I no, I, I think I read the article, and you know, at no point did they say there was it was one hundred percent effective. At no point did I think that being on prep was like an end all, be all. Um, and I, reading it, he, uh, he was very open about mm-hmm. just like, just going 
at it. And so like yeah, he, he would just fuck everything. He would only bareback. Yeah, only barebacked and was bareback. like very yeah, just super you know, I, I, whatever you do, you. Um, but th- knowing that, uh, knowing like the like the, I don't know, like uh, you have sex a million times, and then one of those million times is the like point zero one percent that you were not protected. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. It it's horrible, um, and it's. But I think it's also kind of not reassuring. Um, but there's something, uh, knowing like having taking a drug that you think is one hundred percent effective, and then hearing that it's not that uh, it's kind of is like uh, sobering perspective, yeah, sobering, absolutely, and it kind of puts the entire drug in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so did, I, that's did my that shift the way that you think about condom use, or did it shift no. the way that you think about your sexual habits? No, it. I mean, it didn't. Okay. Um, I guess you're hearing this for the first time now, JP. Yes. Um, what, what's your, I guess, what kind of emotions are you sitting with right now? I guess like, I'm just, uh, I'm just curious about what this super strain is. I'm curious. Let uh, me read here to you. Um, that sounds like a zombie outbreak. Well, I don't know. It just says he, um, contracted a strain that was resistant to uh wait well let me find the exact sentence here well i guess let me just say this part is that i feel again like for myself not Mm -hmm. anyone else i i i'm i know the risks i know that it's not necessarily 100 percent uh it's a really great in the 90s though um and uh, you know i just don't feel necessary to become a pilgrim with my sexual life just because of this one case like i'm not going to be like (gasps) super strain is out and i have to be careful like Mm -hmm. i'm already having these discussions i'm already like in that reality of talking to the people I have sex with to know what their statuses are. And then when it, you know, I can know that much and then I can go to my doctor and know this much about myself. Um, and, and when things come up, I accept it. Like it's part of the culture of barebacking. And for me, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the point for me is like, I have to be okay with this. I have to know where I want to um, go and and be liberal with my sexuality, um, and not not backtrack with the fear because of one person. Word, okay. Um, I think. Let's see. Final thought. Final question. Time. Um, well, I guess any. I guess the question that's coming up for me now is like. Or a couple of questions. Uh, what do we need to do? Or what can we do about making prep seem like more of uh, an inclusive type of uh, treatment as opposed to just for gays? I'm thinking, um, what's the next step in terms of bracing uh, people who are having condomless sex to be more sex positive and to make that more of an okay thing? Like, what do you think? 
Uh, so any any kind of final thoughts on either of those things? Like, where are we in terms of uh, moving forward in terms of embracing our sexual identities and um, having sex the way we want to have sex? Where are we in terms of, or where can we be, where should we be in terms of making prep available or making prep a conversation that everybody should be having? And I'll start with you, Kim. Well, I think that those of us who know about prep need to do a better job of telling people about mm. prep. Like we need to spread the word. It it's not it shouldn't be something that is just for one specific group of people. And there are reasons why other people wouldn't necessarily use it. But you need to be able to have the information to make that decision for yourself. So, you know, having this conversation, talking with JP, it just lets me know that I need to do a better job. So if you're someone, an ally who knows about prep like spread the word tell your tell your friends talk to it about talk to your doctor about it and open up the conversation like i think that that is like the most important next step like in that whole entire 90s knowledge is power kind of situ- thing like i definitely think in this situation knowledge is power so like that's my takeaway from so this whole thing the gays need to tell the straights the, the, don't keep it to yourself <laughs> it's <laughs> like um, it's like that it's white woman who was mad at black people for keeping the butters yeah right. she was mad at us for having shea butter <laughs> oh. like, go see the africans <laughs> like right, exactly. to keep it from not, you it don't go see the africans right right exactly like i'm someone who <laughs> has a lot of friends who are taking truvada like so now it is literally on me and i've started doing this it's literally on me to tell whoever I know about it okay. and what it is and what it means. And maybe it's not right for you, but this is a tool. It's a thing and it's out there. Word. JP, final thoughts. Me and Kim are always on the same page. I feel like we're like, ah, oh, right there on the spot on. Um, definitely, you know, being an ally um, as a gay man, we have, we have a lot of allies and, and it's time to be an ally as well and to talk to your friends and to talk about that sexuality talk about the uh where what you want to be and how you want to identify your sexuality and, and get that base of a conversation going so that you have the power and the 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 uh good feelings to go up to your doctor and challenge your doctor challenge your physicians they don't know what's going on bye get a new physician like <laughs> I I did it, you know. I wasn't at a physician that you had that to fight would, your doctor. I, I had to fight my doctor. I was <laughs> like, girl, you don't know, damn. I wanted my anal probed, and she was like, I can't. You wanted your anal probed. Well, I mean, you know, as a gay man, you just want to make sure everything's good back what there. It and like? she was yeah. like, I got to get a male doctor. We got. And I was like, all right, well. all right. But you know, I don't go do about stuff. and She's just check about- it out. Just check it out. Make sure there's nothing back there. You know. Um. <laughs> But definitely get that conversation started and, and find people who relate Did you tell to her, like, listen, I need my anal. I, need I my just was like, probes. I've had some sex lately. It might have been. There's some weird stuff happening right I now. Have, I might have been receiving. <laughs> so I'm like, need you to check this. And she didn't have a male doctor on on um, on duty that day. So I had a. That's a whole other conversation. But, but yeah, so just get the conversation started. Um, no, there's people out there supporting you to be a slut, and it's okay to be a slut and have these conversations. There is no shame in that. Okay, really quickly, what you say, slut, with no negative connotations. Um, tell me about slut for you. What is what's? I mean, just owning who you are as a as a sexual being. If you want to have sex with multiple people, that's quite all right. Like, own it. 
be a proud slut take it back like don't don't let people slut shame you mm-hmm. and call you these negative versions of these names like just own it like hey i really like good dick and it's okay <laughs> or good vagina whatever you do whatever your thing like, is yeah whatever your thing is vagina ass dick whatever you want but but just have these conversations and, and then um i would say to start the basis of your your comfort level and then go and keep going with it so the next step for prep according to jp is Get your anus probed. Yes, and, and get em- that embrace your sluthood. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. I am so good at summarizing. Um, Steph, talk to me. What are your um, final thoughts? You know, I, I mean, that's great. I, I like. I try to tell my friends about it, and you know, like Kim was saying, it might not be right for you, whatever. Um, but it's it's interesting to think about how like its effect what its effect could be on the rest of this country because we live in such a bubble where like mm-hmm. where like we don't worry about Donald Trump winning in New York sometimes but then we realize that like the rest of the country might um, so I'm curious to what what you know Truvada itself can do uh, to market itself outside I mean it's relatively new um, and we are embracing it here now um and there's so many incentives for for gays in the city to do it i'm not sure if those incentives exist for women or outside of the state like you can get it for i got it for free but i don't know if i don't know if you can get it for free are those programs available for women like there's like all these subsidies and whatnot that are available for gays i have no idea that's a really good question. And I think it was a demo- I mean, I had to fill out like a demographic thing to. That's fine. I'll get some free shit any day. I mean, let me but, let me go Gilead. But like, quick. definitely <laughs> a good yeah. I mean, but the idea that there are incentives and I have to go look and see if there are incentives is like mm, okay. Right. I mean, I don't mind and doing it. But. Well, they don't. Av- they don't advertise it. It's, I mean, you have to. I guess I you heard about it from someone. You have to know a gay of a gay of a gay. Yeah. And so, like, and you you live somewhere else in this country. You don't. No, you don't know right? any gays, right. you know? <laughs> like, or you do, but... and they they don't know about it either. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it doesn't say anything. Um, it says I'm looking at Gilead's uh, website right now. Gilead is um they have a program that is a Truvada assistance. They kind of I think they cover complete costs for a lot of people. Um, and they Obama just say the say that again. <laughs> Obama for prep. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, this program <laughs> assists eligible HIV negative adults in the U.S. who do not have insurance. So I think I will believe that. that right, that could be it. That could be that. It might could be. You. What does the word eligible mean, though? I don't know. Well, right, the eligibility exactly. is on a few different websites, and it talks about what your sexuality uh, preferences are, and it's women who are in monogamous relationships, people who are not monogamous relationships. I think it's very male based language but there's a lot of hmm. a lot of like it's open. loopholes mm-hmm. or some holes whatever um to get through keep talking about holes jp it's <laughs> always Sunday. always sunday sunday's whole day well, sunday whole day. no whole day is <laughs> seven days day. a week yes um let's see do i have any final thoughts not really i mean i guess like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking so I can keep drinking soon. Um, yes, but I don't know. Um, I'm 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 not necessarily in like a settled position yet about what I think on um, behaviors 
while on prep. Um, I'm, I'm a little torn still. Like, I don't want to slut shame anybody. And I, I wholeheartedly believe in people having the kind of sex that they want to have. But I do think it's uh, a really interesting position that people are in in terms of protecting their parts. And some people aren't protecting their parts. Uh, but hey, you know, and some people you. weren't protecting their parts Before. to begin exactly. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally they were true. not yeah. doing it. Not mm-hmm. to be like, oh, prep, and now you're not doing it. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think this this is an interesting conversation to continue. Like, I'm I'm curious to see like what happens uh, in terms of accessibility for women, and um, you know what's going to happen, and how are people, how are straight people going to be talking about prep if they're going to be talking about prep? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but thanks for all y'all for chiming yeah. in with your thoughts. Um, you you took some notes over there. I'm curious about what you got over there. Um, Actually, we're, well, so we're, let's just wrap up this part right now. So we're going to wrap up this little segment. <laughs> and we might have an after show JP's thoughts. He's got a handy dandy <laughs> journal over here. Um, he wrote Breeding Rainbow on top of it. And I didn't like, know. <laughs> I gave that out. They already know. Um, yeah, so we're we're gonna uh, turn on my scruff profile. <laughs> fade to music, fade to black. Every revolutionary act is an act of love. This is an act of love. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode, y'all. Hopefully, you found this useful and you learned a good amount about prep. Um, it's changing lives, it's saving lives. So read up find out more if it's right for you get on it there's a lot of programs that will cover costs so do your research um big shout out to my man evan cooney my sound engineer at sound farm studios in brooklyn sound.farm is the website no.com because he's just that dope um big up to odmusic.com for lacing me with the beats every week o-dmusic.com uh who else follow us on twitter at YDW underscore podcast. Tweet me your thoughts. Tweet me your questions. Uh, what you liked about the show. Also, if you do like the show, you can donate to keep us doing it. Uh, go to what, you did what podcast.com and click donate to help keep us running. We are indie. We need some love. Ask your mama now. Um, yeah, come on back, y'all. Uh, well, we got some, we got some treats for you. <laughs>